Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each week, we explore the benefits of building a conscious business and how your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I want to talk about an epidemic that is impacting entrepreneurs around the globe. And it is such a big deal because it prevents entrepreneurs from taking the necessary steps to grow their business. Side effects of this epidemic include frustration, fatigue, excessive fear, and self-doubt. I call it the hard epidemic. And I want to warn you right now, it's highly contagious. So here's what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to explain exactly what the hard epidemic is. In the second segment, you're going to learn how it can harm you as an entrepreneur. Then, in our third segment, you're going to get some tips of how to rid yourself of this nasty epidemic and immunize yourself for the future. And then in our last segment, I'm going to share some inspiration from a brilliant book that has changed my life forever. But first, I want to start with a story. Today, I want to share a great story from one of Timothy Freak's books. It's an ancient Taoist story with a very important message about judging situations and putting labels on them. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Here we go. When an old farmer stallion wins a prize at a country show, his neighbor calls round to congratulate him. But the old farmer says, who knows what is good and what is bad? The next day, some thieves come round and steal his valuable animal. His neighbor comes round to commiserate with him, but the old man replies, Who knows what is good and what is bad? A few days later, the spirited stallion escapes from the thieves and joins a herd of wild mares, leading them all back to the farm. The neighbor calls to share the farmer's joy, but the farmer says, Who knows what is good and what is bad? The following day, while trying to break in one of the mares, the farmer's son is thrown and fractures his leg. The neighbor calls round to share the farmer's sorrow, but the old man's attitude remains the same as before. The following week, the army passes by, forcibly conscripting soldiers for a war, but they do not take the farmer's son because he cannot walk. The neighbor thinks to himself, who knows what is good? and what is bad. So let's jump right into the hard epidemic. Now, I know it sounds kind of complicated, but it's simple, really. It happens when we're being really sneaky and we label something as being hard in an excuse to avoid doing it. Let's be honest. As entrepreneurs, we are among the most resourceful and capable people on this planet, right? But sadly, Our resourcefulness applies equally to the things that we accomplish and the things that we procrastinate. I see entrepreneurs suffering from the heart epidemic all the time. We'll be right in the middle of a great conversation talking about one critical thing that they need to propel their business forward. And when I prompt them to action, they reply with this heartbreaking response. I really want to, but it's just so hard. And there it is. 
In that moment, evidence of the hard epidemic. For me, hearing this phrase is like nails on a chalkboard for a couple of reasons. First, because quite often it's an outright lie. When we use this statement to explain why we haven't done something, how can we possibly say that it's hard? Because we haven't even started it yet. Do you see the insanity here? So to label something as hard is pretty inaccurate because, hey, how can you know that something is hard until you've actually tried it, right? Now, the second reason is because when I hear this, what is really going on is that hard is a code word for scared. And we are conditioned to reply with the statement, it's just so hard, when what we really mean is, I'm just really scared to start, or I'm scared of failing, or I'm scared of succeeding, I'm scared of judgment, or I'm just so overwhelmed because it's so big, I don't even know where to start. Now, there's one more reason why this phrase drives me crazy, and it's because it is a label. And what do we do with labels? Well, we stick them to things, and quite often they stay there permanently. If you put the hard label on something, especially before you've even tried it, you're blocking the opportunity for you to try it and it to actually be easy. You're setting yourself up for failure. Did you like my story about the old farmer? As unexpected things happened to him, he avoided the temptation to put a label on it as good, bad, right, or wrong. He didn't get sucked into the drama of the unexpected. And guess what? In the end, everything ended up working out for him, didn't it? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not proposing that we stop labeling things as hard. There are a lot of hard things out there that are challenging to do. I'm merely suggesting that we reserve the word hard for things that are actually hard to do. And more specifically, things that we've actually tried to do and we discover are actually challenging. Not use it as an excuse to not try new things. Now let's talk about how the hard epidemic impacts you as an entrepreneur. When we use the word hard to label something we haven't even tried yet, this is typically a red flag for our beliefs and our fear. It usually means we're procrastinating something or avoiding something. And it usually means that our good friend, the saboteur, is hanging around, lurking in the bushes. Way back in episode one, we talked about your saboteur, and I gave you some tips for working with this big bad bully. Now, your saboteur is a really similar concept to imposter syndrome, which a lot of people talk about. It's basically the negative voices inside your head that want to hold you back whenever you want to do something outside of your comfort zone or when you're ready to grow. Now, the voices typically tell us that we're not good enough, or in this case, They tell us that something is too hard and we're probably going to fail. So why even bother starting it? And this, my friends, causes paralysis and it gets us stuck. And then we feel defeated and it chips away at our confidence. And then we don't have the courage to try anything new ever. Do you see how this becomes an epidemic? Now, the other problem with this phrase is that there is so much power in the words that we choose. The language that we use reveals the thoughts and beliefs that are going on inside our head. So if you start to label something as hard, whether it actually is hard or it isn't, and you keep saying that it's hard, 
and then you tell everyone you know that it's hard, then you're actually going to start to believe that it's hard, either at a conscious or a subconscious level. Remember that your mindset and your beliefs are your subconscious blueprint for your success. Now, I mentioned earlier that it is highly contagious. Here's what I mean. Let's say, for example, you are about to build an online course and you tell a friend all about this project, but you get really overwhelmed before you start the project and fear comes up for you and you procrastinate starting the project. So a couple months later, you meet up with your friend again and they check in to see how the project's coming along and you admit that you haven't even started it because it's just so hard. What you don't realize in that moment is that they actually wanted to start an online course too, but now they're discouraged because you've just told them how hard it is and now they're going to start to believe that it's hard too. Do you see how this epidemic spreads? It is so contagious. So let's walk through some ways that you can overcome the hard epidemic. I'm going to walk you through a couple steps of how to deal with it and then give you four tips so that you can build your immunity. Step number one is to always observe the behavior and be conscious of it. After listening to this episode, I'm going to warn you that you're going to hear this saying all the time. It's just so hard. You're going to hear it from yourself and you're going to hear it from others. I've been hearing it all week long now. So once you start to hear it, step two is to question it. If you observe yourself saying it, pause in that moment and check in. Is this something that I've actually tried? Am I using hard as an excuse? If you catch a friend saying it, you can tell them that, hey, I just listened to this brilliant podcast. And you know, that phrase, it's just so hard, is sometimes used as a mask to cover up fear or procrastination and ask them if they've ever had either of those things show up for them. Then once you're conscious of it and you find yourself in a situation where you are actually using hard to procrastinate, then you validate that there is something deeper. Deep dive to figure out what it is that is underneath. Here's a couple things that you can look for. I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of succeeding and how this is going to change my life. This seems like a really big undertaking and I don't even know where to start. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do this. I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. Do any of these thoughts sound familiar? The negative ones that I've listed are all coming from your saboteur and they're not real. Now, once you know what you're dealing with, fear or overwhelm, or something else that you may have uncovered, then we go to our toolkit and we use one of these four tips. Here we go. Tip number one, break it down. Now, this is a great tip if especially what you are experiencing is overwhelm at the start of uh, a really big project. You simply break it down into manageable goals to get it done. Now, I have a great worksheet on this I'm going to share where um, people cascade goals and break them down into smaller pieces, such as deliverables or milestones, decisions, or things that they need to learn. And I know this seems so simplistic to write something down on paper, but the sheer act of writing something down and constellating all the moving parts can take such a load off your mind. You start to see that there are dependencies between tasks, or you start to see if there are parts of the project that can be outsourced. 
Tip number two, change the perspective. Now, I want you to think of someone who you consider to be more successful or more confident than you are and ask yourself, how would they approach this? What would they do? Now, I do this all the time with my business. For example, self-promotion is an area where I sometimes second-guess myself. I think, how would I handle this if I was a guy running this business? Would I second-guess the quality of my content or what I'm charging? And somehow, this always gives me that little boost of self-confidence to charge what I'm worth. Now, I admit, it seems kind of weird, but hey, it's just one of those little Jedi mind hacks that really works. I know I'm not going to have to use it forever, just long enough until my self-confidence gets to be where it needs to be on its own. Tip number three, wordsmith. When you catch yourself mid-sentence about to say something is hard, make a conscious choice in real time to change that sentence and swap out hard for a different word. Like, this is so new, or this seems really overwhelming, or even saying, this seems hard right now, is much better than putting a permanent label on something as hard. Tip number four, establish a frame of reference. Now this is where I want you to pick an example from your past where you were faced with something that was challenging, but slowly over time you learned how to do it. I like to use the example of teaching yoga because I remember how terrified I was to teach after training. And slowly over time I went from teaching one person who was a friend to teaching multiple friends to teaching strangers and then to teaching big classes and bigger classes and eventually one day the fear went away. Now I can teach many different styles. I can teach anyone, anywhere, anytime. But that took me years to get here. I want you to spend time thinking about a similar situation for you. Then you can refer back to this as an example, kind of like a frame of reference for you. And it acts as a little booster reminding you that, hey, you totally got this. You've done it before and you can do it again. So let's recap those four tips for you again. Tip number one, break it down. Tip number two, change the perspective. And this is where you leverage the perceived confidence of someone else. Tip number three, wordsmith. Swap out hard for new. And tip number four, establish a frame of reference. So the book that I'm highlighting today is an oldie, but it's a goodie. And I refer people to it all the time. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways by Susan Jeffers. I know that there are a ton of books out there on fear, but this one is hands down my favorite. Because see, the thing with fear, especially for us as entrepreneurs, is that we often see fear as a red light. But if you are building a conscious business, you know better. You know that growth opportunities for you are growth opportunities for your business. And here's a great tweetable. Your business won't grow until you do. So let's take this one step further. If you can master the art of doing the stuff that scares the crap out of you, Think of this as a strategic way for you to accelerate the growth of your business. Because, hey, the universe always rewards bravery. In this book, Susan shares five truths about fear, and they're so good, I want to share two of them with you right now. Here we go. The only way to get rid of the fear of doing something is to go out and do it. And here's the second one. 
Not only am I going to experience fear whenever I'm on unfamiliar territory, but so is everyone else. Remember that fear isn't something that you overcome and get rid of permanently. It will always be with you as you grow relative to how much you grow. Now, this is all good stuff. I highly recommend this book if you've ever found yourself paralyzed by fear. And it's time to start wrapping up here. But before I do, I want to really quickly mention Thrive, which is a very special retreat that I am hosting and it's coming up quickly over Thanksgiving. It's November 21st to 28th. And I like to describe Thrive as a whole life checkup. You know, just like our technology requires regular maintenance and upgrades, so too does our whole life. We're going to spend the whole week doing yoga, doing meditation, and I'll be hosting transformative workshops every day. If you'd like to join us and claim one of these last two spots, email me ASAP and let me know. I hope that I have inspired you today to build up your immunity to the heart epidemic. For detailed show notes about this episode, please visit thecorporateyogi.com. Remember that your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success, and your spirituality is your competitive edge in business. It allows you to access a powerful source that is bigger than you alone. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I know that you are one of the brave ones, and together we can pave this new way, this better way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to let the rest of us see it. Mm